Hello there, and welcome to the Unfuck Your Biz with Brayden podcast, a show to encourage and empower creative CEOs just like yourself through actionable legal, tax, and financial topics. I'm Brayden Drake, an author, lawyer, tax pro, and educator, but you can just call me Brayden, your gay best friend, here to help you unfuck that biz. If you're ready to dive in, grab a notebook, maybe some coffee, and buckle in to learn how you can implement solid strategies to build a profitable business. Well, hello, bestie, and welcome back to the podcast. As always, this is your host, Brayden, and today I'm very excited to bring to you a new topic that I've only discussed briefly in a couple of other talks, but not yet on the podcast. It's something I'm kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm like honing it. I'm sharpening it. At some point, I think this is going to be like a core pillar of some of the messaging content that I share. So you're getting almost like a first, a first glimpse at it here. And I'm calling it the tax curve. Okay. So I hope that's piqued your interest. Before we dive into it, I have a couple of exciting things to promote. These are really good. So stick with me. The first is that I am doing my next webinar, masterclass, training, whatever we want to call it next week. We're going to have two times 9 a.m. and noon Pacific Standard Time. So that would be noon and 3 Eastern Standard Time. You can sign up at notavglaw.com forward slash masterclass. We'll make sure to get that redirect set up. Um, and, oh, okay. So I want to give you the topic. So the topic is, let me find it, tentatively titled, What You Should Stop Focusing On to Build a Profitable Business. It's easy to get hyped about certain things in business and finance, but are we focusing on the right things to build profit in a smart, sequential way? On this training, we will discuss what you need to be doing now to set yourself up for the juicier stuff in 2024. So that's our topic. Um, at the end of it, so we're going to spend about 40 minutes teaching, and then I'm going to give you about a 10-minute pitch for a brand new signature high touch signature one-on-one -on -one service that we're going to be offering. Um, if you've been thinking, oh, I really need to get all this stuff taken care of, but I don't want to do it on my own. Think no further, just come to the masterclass and we'll tell you all about it. Now, the second thing I have to tell you about is the wedding summit series money edition. So if you happen to be a wedding professional, this is going to be very pertinent to you. If you're not a wedding professional, you still might want to check it out because although a lot of the topics are going to have a wedding pro slant to them, um, they're still pretty generally applicable. Um, but what this is, is it, it is a um, summit that's going to be happening December. Oh my God. Did I originally, I said the summit was going to be, or my uh, webinar was going to be <clears throat> November 7th. That is December 7th, my friends. I'm recording this at the end of November. That will be December 7th. The summit is happening the same week. So December 4th um, through the 6th, primarily, and it is the money edition. So I will be a speaker. My topic is titled Beyond the Basics, Advanced Business Tax Strategies. We have uh, my friend Brandy Gar talking about pricing for profit, Ashley Ebert, forecasting costs for hiring a team, our friend Nora. Um, we'll be chatting about how to protect your money if shit hits the fan. That's a big one. Uh, Maria Bear, who I think has been on our podcast before, will be discussing money mindset. 
Um, there are so many great speakers and they're all money oriented. Colleen, new friend. Uh, hi, Colleen. If you're listening, met at Wedding MBA. Profit maximization, keeping more of your money. Uh, Matt Mitchell will be discussing unveiling the power of financial statements. And there's so many more great topics. So check it out. And the reason I wanted to bring this up here is because I will actually be giving the same um, training that I'm giving to my general audience um, on the last day of that summit. We've never done this before, like promoting two things in combination. But essentially, <clears throat> what I want to tell you is if you're going to do the summit, just sign up for the summit. If you're like, Brayden, I'm not really interested in the summit. No, thank you. Sign up for my free training, just the one training and come to that. Okay. So we'll have all of the information in the show notes. If you just want to come to my standalone masterclass, not avglaw.com forward slash masterclass. Um, if you want to sign up for the summit, we'll set up a redirect for uh, not avglaw.com forward slash wedding summit series, which will take you straight to the sign up page. Okay. That was a lot to share, but I had to get it all in. So what we're talking about today, the tax curve. Well, first, I want to revisit a concept that I call the oh shit cycle. So I, I've written about the oh shit cycle in my book. I've talked about it on the podcast before. So this may not be new to you, but always good to revisit. The oh shit cycle is what happens when uh, I got to share this with a story, really an anecdote. So this is super common, happened to me, happened to lots of other business owners we work with. You start your business and, and you don't really know about quarterly taxes, or maybe you've heard of them, but it's not top of mind. So you don't save any money, right? You don't save any money. And then tax season rolls around and you file your tax return. And then you end up owing a few hundred dollars and you're like, okay, not a problem. I'll just pay it. Maybe I got to wait to get another client. No big deal. And then it's not very urgent, right? You're like, oh, that, that wasn't really that bad. So I'm not going to worry about it. And then the next tax season rolls around, but your income's like tripled at this point because you're now in your first full year of business, maybe. Things are snowballing. So now you get a tax bill for $3,000 and that's a little bit more than you can just pay, right? So you save money, you, you delay the payment for a couple months and then you get it paid. You still don't get your shit in gear. And then the next year you owe $6,000 and now you have to get on a payment plan with the IRS and you come to me and you're like, oh, Brayden, I really now I really need to get my quarterly taxes figured out, but I'm having a hard time saving for taxes because I have this past due tax balance. So now you're on the cycle of you get it paid off by the next year, but now you have to worry about last year's balance. And this is the oh shit cycle. And what we see is the problem compounds for folks because as they make more money, it makes sense they're going to owe more taxes, right? Because you... Uh, someone who making hundred thousand dollars is going to have to pay more tax than the person making two thousand, but the percentage of that income subject to tax also increases. So it's like this compound effect people don't really think about. So this is part of our tax curve. It's like you figure this curve that goes up and up and up and up, and you're going to start to pay more tax as it goes up. Now it doesn't go up till the end of time. It tends to flatten out. Once we um, get to the <laughs> like million dollar, million dollar range, folks at like one to $5 million, it's pretty flat there. And then believe it or not, once people are making more than like $5 million, it starts to go downward and they start to pay less in tax because they're making money through passive investments and things. So that's our oh shit cycle. 
Um, I hope this is all starting to come together. But I really saw this this kind of this parallel issue, I think is the best way to put it, where this tax percentage was going up disproportionate or like disproportionately, right? Um, compound effect, like I mentioned before. You can tell I haven't talked about this very much because I keep stumbling over my words, but hopefully it'll start to come together. Basically, our percentage increases, right? So when we're at the lower income, lower income amounts, it's a smaller percentage. And then as we start to make more, the percentage of the tax increases as well. And I had all this anecdotal evidence from working one-on-one with clients to tell me that thinking out about advanced tax strategies were not really important at lower income figures because A, you're just paying a lot lower, a lot less in tax. And B, the folks that are making less also just don't have as much to spend on advanced tax strategies. It's like when I watch these stupid TikTok videos and these people are like, oh, well, you know, if you want to get ahead in the real estate game, you should just start by bu- buying multi-unit properties. So like why buy a house when you can buy a 15-unit apartment building? And I'm like, okay, who do you, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? Like we can all just whip out $5 million for our first investment property. Same goes with this stupid bullshit tax advice of like buy a G-Wagon, okay? We've already talked about why that's stupid. A, because you probably don't need it. B, you can get a much cheaper vehicle that does all the things that a G-Wagon can do. And C, not saving you much in, in as much in taxes as you think it is. But once you get to the point where you're making a million dollars a year and having a $150,000 vehicle is not a terrible financial choice, well, then that might actually be a tax strategy worthwhile pursuing. So as we start to make more, more tax strategies open up to us. So the tax curve that I see is once we get up to about $50,000, $70,000 in revenue, um, our tax percentages stay pretty low and we just need to focus on the basics. Once we start to get to that 70 figure mark, $70,000 mark. We need to start to think about S-corps. And once we start to get to about $100,000, this is where we see like a spike on the curve. Like the percentages starts to jump rapidly if we look at this as like a line graph. And then at $200,000, it goes up a lot more because this is when we start to phase out of certain tax benefits. And then really what we're getting at here is once you get to about $200,000, it's when we really need to start to dial in some more advanced tax strategies. Um, This also is impacted by what I call business expense creep and lifestyle creep. So business expense creep is, it can be good and bad, like, and I mean, like natural and unnatural. So a natural example would be, you know, last month, we went to wedding MBA, which was a ton of fun. Um, This year, I had two different team members go with me, we did flight reimbursements for them. Um, they stayed in a hotel. So instead of one hotel room that I had in the past, now I have two hotel rooms, right? If uh, the business grows in next year, I want to take four team members with me. Well, now we're talking about four team members plus me, five flights, a few hotel rooms, we're probably going to need a bigger booth. So as the business grows, like those are very natural expenses that are going to increase naturally as well, right? Like you go to wedding MBA or these kind of conferences and you see folks there like the not 
they had like the biggest booth I've ever seen in my life. Um, and I was told they took 40 employees with them. That percentage wise might not be a huge expense to them with the amount of revenue they bring in, but it still is a much higher dollar amount than, than what I'm spending. So the business expense creep is natural. So you're going to naturally have a, a lot more tax deductions as you spend more, right? I would never advise to someone in their first year of business to take team members that they even had team members with them to a conference and pay for all of their expenses because A, you might just not have the money and B, it would probably be a silly investment for you to do that even if you could. Unless, hey, you know, you're thinking you're going to make 500K in your second year business and you need to go ahead and train your whole team before you like unleash the floodgates on your $100,000 of ad spend or whatever. Sure. Different kind of example. We also have lifestyle creep. So as we start to make more money, we tend to get nicer cars. We get a nicer house, which means a bigger mortgage. And that could mean a higher home office deduction. Um, we might come off of... Um, here we call it covered California, but whatever our government sponsored health insurances that came through the affordable care act under Obama, you sign up through the marketplace. Um, maybe you're getting subsidized healthcare or you're on Medicaid that makes your household expenses lower, but as you make more money, you're not going to qualify for that. You have more out of pocket costs. So this is kind of lifestyle creep that's out of your control. I don't even know if you'd call that lifestyle creep. That's just like expense creep. And I'm not here to complain about that kind of kind of thing. I'm a pretty left-leaning person. So I think these things are very necessary. But um, when you're not paying for your health insurance, there's no real tax benefit to be had there because the benefit is that you're not paying for it. As you start to have a lot more out-of-pocket expenses, then there are some ways to use those out-of-pocket expenses to offset the additional taxes you're going to pay. And we can do that through putting your health insurance through your business, which gets added to your payroll, is going to give you a self-employed health insurance deduction. And if you can put it through your payroll, you're going to save self-employment tax by doing that as well. Lots of advanced strategies there. Same thing with retirement, right? So when you are new in business, you might not really be able to stash away a lot of money for retirement. I also say this with the assumption um, that a lot of people that are new in business might not have a full-time income. It would be different if you have a healthy full-time salary, then maybe you're investing in your retirement through that job, maybe not through your business, but everyone's circumstances are different. As you start to make more money in business, you're like, okay, well, I should really open up that Roth IRA my friend told me about. I need to get a SEP IRA or a solo 401k. We have more opportunities to spend money that give us more opportunities to save on taxes. You're still, I think this is a common misconception. You're still going to pay more taxes than you did when you were lower income, um, but you're offsetting some of those increased expenses, right? So maybe, you know, in your first year of business, you pay $5,000 in taxes. And then five years down the road, you make $100,000 more now you are potentially looking at a $25,000 tax bill, but that uh, this additional $30,000 in expenses you're spending is going to save you $5,000 in taxes if you maximize it, right? So now your tax bill is $20,000. You're still spending more on all of these expenses and you're spending more on tax, but you can draw some of it back. So I hope that makes sense. So the whole kind of thesis of this episode, if we will, is that as your business grows and as your income goes higher, 
you have more opportunity to save on taxes. So if you're in the beginning, focus on your basics, do your bookkeeping, maximize your basic tax deductions. As you start to feel like you're really getting hammered <laughs> with your tax bill, then it's time to get more strategic with your taxes. So we're going to be talking about this more um, on the free training next week. This also goes in really well hand in hand with the money summit next week, because there's going to be folks there, like I mentioned, talking about retirement, talking about profitability, all these different aspects that you're going to need as your business starts to grow. If you're in the beginning, you have more time to plan and prepare for it. But if you are a more advanced business owner, the time is now. So I think it's important for you either way. So again, if you're interested in joining me for my masterclass, not avglaw.com forward slash masterclass. If you want to learn more about the summit that's happening, not avglaw.com forward slash wedding summit series. We'll put all of that in the show notes. Um, I hope this episode wasn't too rambly. Let me know. Let me know on Instagram if you thought it was interesting, if it gave you some stuff to think about. Um, share with your friends. We always love that. Make sure you're subscribed. And then that way you will be notified when next week's episode drops on Thursday. And I cannot wait to chat with you in your earbuds, through your car speaker, wherever you listen to this podcast next Thursday. Have a good one. Hey there, before you go, I wanted to give a quick thanks. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. If you loved it, I would love for you to take a screenshot of the episode or snap a quick selfie while you are listening. Share it on social and give me a tag. It'll help other kick-ass entrepreneurs like yourself find the show. That's it for today. I'll be back soon with a new episode. Meanwhile, let's roll up our sleeves and unfuck that biz.